1: In this week's Planet Korea, we're talking about those elections that took place yesterday. South Koreans voted in some 4,000 races of various sizes. Some of them took a little bit more attention than others. And the numbers that have come in indicate one overwhelming conclusion that Moon Jae-in and his ruling Democratic Party are a juggernaut and they are immensely popular in the polls for the moment. To pick that apart a little bit and look at some of the individual results, we've got Julie Sohn from our TBS EFM News Department. Hi, Julie.
2: Hi, Kurt.
1: Tell me a little bit about what happened.
2: Right. So as you said, the, de- the ruling Democratic Party won a landslide victory in the local elections and also parliamentary by-elections that were held together yesterday The DP secured 14 of the 17 big races, including Seoul mayor and Gyeonggi province governor um, if you start, if you want to start with the biggest battleground, of course, of Seoul, where some 20 percent of the country's population live, incumbent mayor Park soon of the DP retained his post for a third term mm-hmm. with 52.8 percent of the vote.
1: I think he's the first sole mayor to win a third term ever. Right. Mm. Right. Final term. Oh, well, you can only have three as mayor. Right.
2: right? So he's uh, he's going to keep his post until 2022.
1: Mm-hmm. And it raises the question as to whether he's got presidential futures in mind. And right. Look, his and, prospects look good.
2: Right, and that's the year that uh, President Moon Jae-in's uh, uh, post ends. So. What a
1: coincidence!
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he hasn't like um, like um, gave his his intention of running for the presidential race, but um, I guess he. Could be running for that. A
1: significant margin. He won with what? Uh, 52.8%. 8%, and yes. And then the vote was split among his uh, two other competitors, but a distant second, Kim Munsu, at around 23%. We've got a little clip from Mayor Pagwon Soon. Let's give that a
0: listen. <laughs>
2: Julie, <laughs> give us
1: a sense of what Mayor Park is saying.
2: Right, so that was obviously Park Won-soon, who's been re-elected as Seoul mayor. Um, he said, this is such an honor to be able to be with you for another four years, and I feel a great sense of responsibility. This election is a result of our citizens' hopes to turn Korea into a peaceful and prosperous country. To the citizens of Seoul, I will create a Seoul that overflows with peace and prosperity, and I will support the successes of Moon Jae-in's government with his, with this local government. Thank you, Seoul citizens. Thank you.
1: So- It is being seen as a mandate, and the candidates themselves and the party chairwoman are describing this as a mandate for President Moon's uh, diplomacy with North Korea, his overall agenda, peace and prosperity. And uh, they're assuming for the moment that this is a backing for his uh, liberal domestic agenda as well. It remains to be, I guess, argued whether those two things are interlinked or whether this is floating on a lot of the North Korea euphoria. It's something we can discuss. This has been a rise in fortunes for President Moon and for his party, and it's been a serious decline in fortunes for the Liberty Korea Party, namely, uh, and its chairman, uh, Hong Jun Pyo, as well as An To Soo, surprisingly, of that breakaway party. And, you know, he. Looked like a, a political rock star of sorts a number of years ago, right? I mean, people were bandying his name about as a presidential candidate. His party had huge hopes for him. And we've actually got An Cho Su uh, as a clip. Let's hear what he had to say.
2: 쉽게 고민하겠습니다.
1: 그리고 따로 말씀드릴 기회를 가지겠습니다.
2: Yes. Yeah, so I, I think you could like hear his disappointment. Um, so if I translate, he said, I will respect and humbly accept the citizen's choice. I sincerely thank you for all the generous support you have given me. I will never forget this grace. I will deeply think about what I am lacking in, what I can do to fix it and what my responsibility is for this generation. I will take another opportunity to address where I stand.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a typical sort of uh, apology. You know, I'm sorry I let you down. We've heard similar language from Hong Jun Pyo, and the speculation is pretty widespread that Hong Jun Pyo is pretty much done. Um,
2: right, uh, widely
1: expected to resign somewhat soon.
2: Right, uh, I think he's going to give his uh, stance on the re- uh, election results pretty soon.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so. This was uh, an obvious mandate for Moon Jae-in and the Democratic Party and also pretty robust voter turnout, right?
2: Right. Uh, voter turnout, um, it was 60.2 percent, which was uh, the second highest turnout for local elections in South Korea. Uh, in 1995, which when uh, the first election was held, the first local election was held, the voter turnout hit 68.4 percent. And yesterday's election um, recorded... The second highest. Um, if you, if I give you a breakdown by regions, mm. so. South Cholla recorded the strongest, showing uh, 69.3%, while Incheon had the lowest figure at 55.3%. Here in Seoul, uh, it came to 59.9%, while the country's second biggest city, Busan, came in at 58.8%.
1: Some rather uh, stinging defeats in Busan for the Liberty Korea Party, right? right? because that's typically a stronghold. The Gyeongsang provinces tend to be conservative. Do I have that right? And Daegu. Daegu held on to some of its races because that's kind of the epicenter, in a way, of uh, conservative Korea.
2: Right. So in Busan, DP candidate Ogodon won against incumbent mayor Seo Byung-soo, who is from the LKP. Yeah, and as you said, uh, the defeat in Busan especially uh, is, is hard to take for the LKP uh, because it was a traditionally conservative stronghold. And At
1: yeah. least one big surprise, too. Uh, this Gyeonggi governor race in which Lee Jae-myung won Despite this uh, very looming scandal of uh, and reports of an extramarital affair, uh, people didn't vote that. Really, they didn't. Uh, that they didn't hold that against him at the polls.
2: Right. So, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he was leading in the opinion polls before the, mm. the scandals resurfaced, and like, yeah, we were like insecure Mm-mm. to see if that accusations actually would, uh, uh, you know, affect. The result, but it didn't. And um, if you think about South Gyeongsang Province, uh, where Kim Jong Soo uh, from the DP, he's also mired in his own uh, scandal that centers, um, you know, uh, of the rig- rig- online rigging scandal involving the mm-hmm. the blogger nickname right. Drew King.
1: Drew King didn't seem to really play a big role right. in this. Uh, well, Julie. Thank you very much for that update on the hard numbers. Much appreciated. Let's Thank turn you. now to a, uh, a bit more of an analytical guest. Uh, we welcome back to the studio E.G. Oak. She is the lead researcher at Sogang University Institute of Social Sciences and also the head of Korea Women's Political Solidarity and activist group or an advocacy group. We've had you here before to talk about other things like uh, the Me Too movement. This time we're asking you, uh, Professor Yi, to wear sort of two hats, your expert and activist hat, as well as just your South Korean kind of citizen act. Julie, you're still here. So if you would like to chime into the discussion, you're (laughs) of course welcome to do it. Professor Yi, welcome. Uh, Hello. So, help me understand what happened yesterday. Is this uh, North Korea peace and prosperity that is lifting the the boats of all of these candidates? For sure. Yeah?
0: Yeah. So, I think the landslide victory of the ruling party certainly shows that people are very... uh, fond of what they, what they are expecting to see mm-hmm. in the future, particularly between the North and South Korea. And also uh, the relationship between the, um, the US and the North Korea is changing a lot. So mm-hmm. people are very much hopeful, but also they want to carry on what the President Moon is trying to do.
1: There's this, there seems to be this latent desire in Korea for uh, diplomacy and improvement with things with the North, but there's a different angle to it too. You know, I was talking to a Korean friend the other night, and she said, you know, uh, when about six to eight months ago, when it looked like there might be military conflict between the US and North Korea, a lot of Koreans had, um, this, this hurt feeling because of what's called Korea passing, right? The sense mm-hmm. that South Korea was being passed by. Mm-hmm. And the nimble diplomacy that Moon engaged in, in terms of Pyeongchang and reaching out to the White House, got Korea back into South Korea back into the equation politically. Mm-hmm. And it gave South Koreans their political agency. Mm-hmm. Is that, would you agree that that's where a lot of the fondness for Moon Jae-in derives?
0: Yeah, certainly, as you can remember, you know, Kim Jong-un and Trump were nearly sort of like cancelled what they were about to do right. about the the summit in Singapore. So then the Moon Jae-in just kicked in having another summit, inter-Korean summit. So it was Moon Jae-in who played a key role in making this happening. Yeah. So then it is sort of like a boosting up Korean, you know. Competency as a co- Korean yeah, yeah. show. Sure.
1: boosting South Korea's relevance to sure. the entire mm. equation, mm. and in the you know in the mix, diffusing tensions and creating uh, at least perceived opportunities. You've seen about the uh, real estate boom up at the demilitarized mm. zone, things like that. Maybe oh. hopes that. Uh, Kaesong will, um, you know, reopen. Things so like in
0: the that sense, what I think is that Korean people's hope for, you know, the better future with North Korea is not just only about the relationship with North Korea, but also the, if you just see the old signs of economy, mm-hmm. the economy is going downside. So they think, tend to think that North Korea is the only way for them to make their lives, I mean, mm. economic life, better. So I think such...
1: Is, do, do you, yeah. is there that uh, perception among average South Koreans that North Korea is sort of the, um, the virgin territory of economic opportunity that's going to revivify the South Korean economy? Do average people think that?
0: I'm afraid so. Yes? Yeah.
1: Fascinating. Because you could go back and forth, Uh, Some South Koreans, at least in the past, have dreaded the idea of uh, rebuilding North Korea. It's going to be so expensive. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so costly. It's going to drain all of our Mm -hmm. opportunities to view it as sort of this rebuilding project in a way is yeah. a fascinating turn of opinion.
0: Yeah, so, you know, before, what many, you know, political scientists have said that, you know, having such a hostile relationship with North Korea is against the liberal economic principle mm. because, you know, having better relationship will cost, will, uh, you know, lower the cost for the military, but at the same time, it can open the, you know, bigger market, for True. South Korean to sell the economy, also to use the cheaper labor, mm-hmm. so you know, economic sense, you know, it, it is sensible and much rational.
1: Mm. I don't know if this is on the minds of the average voter, but uh, someone from uh, Rand, the think tank in the U.S., a couple of years ago, told me that you know what the demographics are just changing, mm. the birth rate is dropping, there aren't mm. as many young men, mm. and therefore there aren't as many young men to go to the army in mm. in the future, ten sure. or twelve years mm. from now. So it's going to have to it's going to prompt changes in how uh, South Korea stacks its army and its security situation. Yeah. You know, um, do you think that the North Korea stuff? Is I mean it's clearly linked for the moment to the whole perception of Moon Jae-in. But if we could take the North Korea out of the equation as a variable, the the, the perception of the domestic agenda might be a little bit different, wouldn't it? Because people have mixed feelings about the economic policies of Moon Jae-in, don't they?
0: Uh, actually, yeah. As you can say, as you said, it is very much contentious because we had a very the heated debate about the. Uh, how would you say? Minimum wage. That? Minimum wage, yes. Thank you, yeah. So, still, there are much disagreements about the Munjian's economic policy, particularly. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd like to uh, mention on this point, but the reason the ruling party won this much is not really because of only the Democratic Party. Okay. It is because of the party, particularly liberal, yes. you know, L-L-L-L-L-L-L-K-P, LKP, you know. They were just failing themselves. Yeah. And then they just show that I, we, are not in cap- we are not capable of uh, you know, governing this country anymore.
1: They're split. The conservatives are split. Sure. And so it's a split ticket. Mm. The conservatives, the hard-nosed conservatives, were mm. boycotting all kinds mm. of legislative stuff. And then, oh, by the way, there's that baggage of Park Geun-hye. Mm. And very few people in Korea have, have forgotten about Park Geun-hye. They're still uh, steaming at uh, conservatives in this country. Were there any surprises to you? Professor Lee about anything
0: <laughs> about the election result mm-hmm. I didn't get nothing particularly surprising um, yeah it was so expected to see the landslide victory because all the signs showing that you know nothing really mattered particularly about the Drew King scandal mm-hmm. didn't really affect the public poll so it was so obvious but I'm pretty sure that you will go back to the point about Lee, Lee Young. but then you know I'd like to mention that Lee Jae-myung. The case uh, will be uh, lingering on even after election.
1: We've actually got a, a clip from EJ Jae-myung. I'll ask for your both of your help to translate it a little bit. Oh, we've actually got a translation. Go ahead and play it
2: now. I will try to do it. And in the future of the peace period, we will be focused on peace and peace. 여러 가지 많은 논란들이 있습니다만 우리 경기도민들의 이 압도적 지지를 제가 잊지 않겠습니다. 우리 도민들의 뜻을 존중해서 머슴으로서의 역할을 최선을 다해 가도록 하겠습니다. 진심으로 감사드립니다.
1: Julie, our news reporter, remains with us. Julie, would you help us with the translation of that?
2: Sure. So he said, I will do my utmost to uphold the responsibility placed on my shoulders. Also, as a representative of the Gyeonggi province, I will work towards the goal of establishing an era of peace on the peninsula and lead the efforts to bring economic cooperation between the two Koreas. President Moon is already doing a fantastic job, so I would like to... I like to dream even bigger and look forward to a brighter future for economic cooperation in East, Northeast Asia. Although there has been a lot of controversy surrounding myself, I will not forget the support citizens the citizens of Gyeonggi have shown me. I will honor their hopes and expectations and humble myself as a servant of the citizens. I sincerely want to thank them from the bottom of my heart.
1: A lot of very political language in there. The short translation is, I'm hitching my wagon to President Moon, and thank you very much, and I'm going to do my best. And there's some humility in that, because he did face these allegations, and he was elected anyway. Does that show, Professor Yi, that um, voters are just not really that interested in private lives of these Korean candidates?
0: I think many people didn't know. And they couldn't really have... uh, They couldn't really... um, Judge upon the information they got, they still don't know what is the truth. And uh, the other thing is that actually Kim Busan, who was the actress, have um, had an interview with KBS on the ninth of June, which means some people already voted, so without really knowing it.
1: Mm. How stable and how strong. Do you think this tide of support uh, for Moon Jae-in and the Democratic Party is? Uh, some might compare it to a bubble. Bubbles pop. Uh, could something happen that pops this bubble? Or is this a steady, strong, stable base of support?
0: As I mentioned, you know, the landslide victory of the Democratic Party is not really only because of the Democratic Party itself, mm-hmm. but rather it is an uh, oppositional party who need to show mm-hmm. they are capable to, you know, to make a check and balance. But, you know, no, none of parties apart from, I have to say, the Justice Party showing that they are interested in making this government to work better for the people but they are trying to fight their seats still mm-hmm. so then people wouldn't really trust they wouldn't really go back to the past actually the reason for people to support Moon Jae-in so and Democratic Party is not simply about Democratic Party itself but they want the, the, this current government to carry on the clearing out the old politics kicking out the old politics we Mm -hmm. have still so many problems with Samsung and you may know of the court intervention about the decision making you know the judgment so still there are so many things which needs to be you know clear out so that people want them to have a St- strong, st- strength enough to do such role as a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, politicians. So I would say that, you know, the Democratic Party's mm-hmm. support will be steady mm-hmm. because there isn't really any other op- options for people to have. Uh-huh. However, Lee Jae-myung's case is a kind of very much opposition to the Ani Jung's case. For instance, Mi-ye, the leader of Democratic Party has been very stubborn. To cut off, to uh, to cut off those male politicians who have caused, uh, you know, such sex scandals Ah. or like a sexual violence on women. However, now she said that you know we need to look at his capability and ability. Mm -hmm. However, that is contrasting what she has done before. So, which means that it is questioning of the moral standard of Democratic Party and such standard for the women.
1: I mean no, I hear that y- yeah, I, it's, you get it. it's yeah. opting for uh, expediency over some sort of moral high ground that mm-hmm. she had occupied before. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, let's broaden that whole question of uh, women and women related policy uh, into something broader. Uh, how did women in general do in these uh, local elections? Oppalling? Appalling. appalling.
0: She just mentioned about, you know, that this was the second highest voters turned out this time. So, you know, we don't really have a long local election history. However, we had, uh, you know, more than 20 years. But there was no single woman in the position of metropolitan cities or, you know, the provincial level. And also what we have to say is that if we look at the, the you know, the, the medium level, like, uh, uh, how to say, the city levels? Yeah, mm. like uh, the The
1: mayor. mayorships? Yeah, yeah. or Ma-
0: council. Y- y- yeah. yeah,
1: or local councils. Council Educational councils also.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. But like uh, what I'm saying is a guchungjang. Okay. And uh, like a kind of... District I level, from, maybe. Yeah, district level. Thank you for that. There are only seven women out of more than 200. So what it means is that women are just, even the number of women in that such a position is dropping down. There were nine in the the, the previous election, mm. but now we are expecting to have a seven i i, I wasn 't able to check how many yeah. women were elected for that but um, what i 'm saying is that Democratic Party, when it was so sure that they will win this election, they did not select any women in the powerful position at all
1: they didn 't use that uh, mandate that was almost in the bank in the bag for them to empower women at levels that would have satisfied you. You, we mentioned last time, we had a long discussion last time about the, the Me Too controversy, yeah. and we also touched upon uh, women being separated from their career to start families, mm-hmm. and the core solution that I recall you bringing up to me was inclusion of women in decision-making. Processes, sure. policy making, policy—you mm-hmm. know—positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have women mayors, women governors, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll have policies that uh, continue to empower women. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, if you can't get it under a progressive government that's got the vote in the bag, what is the solution then?
0: We need to have a quota, better quota. So, myself have been um, involved in such, you know, constitutional reform uh, movement for the gender equality and what we have said is uh, women and men should have equal access to the positions in elected and in public areas mm-hmm. but then you know 문재인 대통령 Jae-in, the presidential constitutional uh, constitutional reform suggests that uh, such things should not be included because mm-hmm. it is too specific and it is not necessary. But what is showing is that you know when women are asked to have at least ten percent women at the level of metropolitan and provincial level, and what Democratic Party leaders saying that is uh, women are not ready.
1: Mm.
0: But it's not really because women are not ready, but because women have a far fewer access mm-hmm. access mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the politics. So, so we do not.
1: Intervention. Let's get quotas and let's include women uh, by mandate on these ballots. E. G. O. from Sogang University Institute of Social Sciences and Julie Son from our very own news department. Thanks to you both very much.
2: Thank Thank you. you.